right, so welcome now to the RPI Athletics Podcast. I believe we're at episode seven, and today I'm joined by RPI men's soccer captains, Austin Betterly and Joe D. Maselli. Yeah. Joe D. Maselli, yes. And uh, they are currently the fourth-ranked team in all of Division Three, coming off a tie against Clarkson this past weekend. So we're just going to kind of talk about your beginnings. How did you guys choose RPI? You want, you want to take this one, Joe? Sure. I'll go first. Um, obviously, I wanted to study engineering, so I had a list of engineering schools, and I narrowed it down to Division Three because I wanted to focus on engineering instead of playing the sport. So, and I got to actually play soccer in Division Three, and it's uh, it's a great balance. And the coach reached out to me, and it was a good. He wanted me to come play here, and I liked it here, so I sealed the deal. So you mentioned putting school over over athletics. Did you have the opportunity to go to Division One school and sort of have like that soccer be your life? Uh, no, not really. I never had the opportunity to go Division One, um, and I. Even if I was to go Division One, I, I would probably just either ride the bench. And okay. Mentally, that would not be okay with me. So you chose for the fun side of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what is your major? Now, you, you specifically mentioned you wanted engineering. I'm you? civil engineering. Okay. Yeah. So you like to build bridges. Uh, yeah, hopefully one day. <laughs> so Austin, what so, about you? Um, I was actually kind of along the same kind of same path as Joe. I was looking for an engineering school. Um, I wanted to do soccer. I knew I wanted to play soccer in college as well as um, study engineering. So I was kind of looking for schools um, in the Northeast because that was the um, area that I wanted to live in. Um, didn't, couldn't really find any school that I wanted. There was Elizabethtown I looked at, um, Penn State, a few others. Not to play soccer, Penn State. Um, that was strictly for engineering. But um, I actually found RPI by chance. My dad, has, he works with a few friends. Um, they um, that they had no engineers that came to that came to RPI and work with them, um, so he t- told me to check it out. So I shot I shot an email to the coach, sent him a highlight tape. Um, they invited me up for a recruitment weekend. I had a blast when I when I visited up here, and the rest is history. I came to RPI. I started out as a mechanical engineer, didn't like it, <laughs> became a civil, <laughs> and um, yeah, now I'll be graduating this spring as a civil. Oh man, we got two civils. That's yeah. pretty cool. So uh, what other sports did you guys play growing up? Obviously, you play soccer now, and I don't believe either of you are dual sport athletes here. Okay, so what else did you do growing up? Because soccer is a pretty athletic sport. I'm sure you did more than just soccer. Um, I, yeah, like you said, um, I was not a single sport um, kid. My parents raised me to play like, a bunch of different sports. In high school, I played both soccer and lacrosse. My mom played lacrosse her entire life, so she kind of just dragged me into it. I was out there when I was like in third grade playing baseball. Um, I was like in the outfield, like picking daisies and throwing my glove in the air. And my, my mom was just bored out of her mind <laughs> when we were um, when we were there. So she right, right when she saw me doing that, she was like, we're, we're not, I'm not sitting here and watching you do this for the rest of, for the, for the rest of your, um, your childhood. You're playing lacrosse. And um, I fell in love with it. So That's interesting. Yeah. So when did you stop playing lacrosse? I stopped my senior, my senior year of high school. That was my last year. I played wow. soccer and lacrosse all the way through. Wow. My dad, my dad, like always said, "Oh, dude, Austin, try, try for the lacrosse." But I go, "Dad, they're they're really good. Like they're they're ranked every year." But then, like, I've got some a few friends on the team. Like, I I knew I would just be stretched way too thin, if, even if I even attempted to go out there. Yeah, um, no, they are very good. We've had them on here before. Um, lacrosse is a very interesting sport. I actually. Grew up in Philadelphia, which is nice. right near yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Plymouth White Marsh, <laughs> and um, I didn't really know what lacrosse was until high school. I really? went to a private high school. Yeah, it was 
and in, in like in the city of Philadelphia, it's mostly just baseball, oh, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And so that's how I ended up doing track and field because I was another kid picking daisies in the outfield. <laughs> but so that's I, that's cool that you that you played uh, multiple sports. And in the winter, were you a basketball player at all? Um, I played basketball. I feel um, like everybody played basketball. Yeah, at yeah some of course, point. everyone did it at some point. It's like it's like pee wee soccer. Everyone everyone does it at some yeah. point. Um, I played in middle school. Um, and then just kind of just put it to the side because soccer soccer really took over my life once I hit high school. Okay. And how about you? Same thing. I've tried everything. And in middle school, like I played lacrosse, volleyball, soccer, um, just tried to stay active most of the time. And then once high school hit, um, volleyball and soccer in the same season for us. So you can't play volleyball. And I chose soccer because I love it so much. And um High school and club kind of interfered a little bit, so I've only focused on soccer throughout high school. Okay, so now you just mentioned playing club. Mm-hmm. How important was club soccer to do, to your development growing up? Because when so I played soccer in grade school, and I was kind of just one of the fast kids that the coach would just send out on attack and say chase the ball or put me on midfield and just say chase the ball, send it down the field. But we always had like two or three studs that had played club soccer and they had all this fancy footwork and like we really they were the backbone of our team we relied on them I still remember Mario Molares and Patrick Kreska they're the two guys that we just relied on to really carry the team so when did you start playing club and how important would you say it was to your development um club soccer is considered travel soccer so when you, I started playing travel soccer it was probably like 12 or 13 okay. joined a travel team and I went from one club to a different club, and then I stayed at that singular club for a long time. And uh, it was a pretty homegrown club. Actually, I would think 15 to 17 kids on my club team actually played on my high school team, so we all graduated together. So that was a, that contributed to our you know, chemistry as a club team and a high school team, so that was pretty cool. So now did you play, when you said you started when you were 12 or 13. So that, did you have a, was there a middle school soccer team? Like my middle school had a soccer team that the school kids could play for yeah definitely no i played for the middle school team the uh, uh, jv team and then you know i moved to a different high school to start uh, ninth grade and i just tried out for the team and made jv the first year and then was on varsity from 10th grade on so when you were in middle school did you notice that like so you played club that you were a step up from the guys that maybe didn't play club that kind of just played the game for for like fun and whatnot yeah oh definitely i mean club definitely helped um, considering the middle school I went to, it wasn't such a privileged middle school. So they were like lower income families. They couldn't really afford to pay for travel soccer. So they would just kind of play pickup on the weekends or play like rec league or something okay. like that. So, and then I went to a club where we had to pay to travel and pay to play. So I was like just a little more advanced than the people who didn't have that privilege to actually do that. Cool. How about, how about you, Austin? Um, yeah, yeah, club soccer played, played a huge role in my life and just as my development as a player. I started I started playing soccer when I was like four. Wow. And that was, yeah, that, that was like peewee soccer days. I think I joined a, like, a club team. I joined like the local like grassroots club team that Joe that Joe mentioned. Now, we were, we wouldn't play on the same teams. We're from different areas. But um, I joined uh, like my local travel team, I think, when I was eight or nine. And I stayed with that same team, like the same guys every year. Um, we, all, we all played middle school and high school together. Um, and we play. We stay on the same team, same coach for like ten years, and it was it, it was it was a lot of fun because those are still some of my best friends that I have today. But once I hit high school, that team kind of just they kind of started to fall apart because a lot of the guys either didn't like it, didn't like soccer as much, started started to gravitate towards different sports, so it kind of fell apart. Um, so my high school coach actually recommended me to look for um, like kind of more advanced and bigger club teams in the area. 
So um, I went, went out, looked around, and found not a local team, but it was for like kind of like my county, okay. the area, Montgomery County, um, you know, Montgomery United Soccer Club. Um, so I, I went out, re- reached out to that coach, and um, tried out, and um, I was lucky enough to make their team. And I've been, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of good coaches in my life um, that have helped me get to get to where I am right now. Um, but that guy, um, my coach for that team, he, he he knew his stuff really well, and he helped me grow grow a lot as a player from kind of like the local rec league or not not local rec league local travel team to a player that could um, help his team a lot in the major club scene, uh, the high school scene, and then eventually here at college. Cool. Now you mentioned you guys didn't play for the same club team growing up. You're from different areas of the country. Um, as is most of RPI's team. It's kind of been the story of your team this year. So do you find that players from different regions have different styles? And how does your coach work to sort of mix those styles if they do exist? Or is it all just soccer? I, I, th- I think the region that, you, um, that you're from does impact how, um, how you play a lot. But I think it's more kind of geared towards the, how the an individual player plays and how our coach has to manipulate our, the said player or the system to work with our strengths. Like I know plenty of guys that like are from the New York area, like New York City area, like Joe and Mike Harden that have their own play style, but Joe and Mike don't play the exact same way because they have a different position, they have a different skill set. So I think geographic location and where you grew up kind of around kind of teaches, um, kind of like has, a, has an impact on your game. But I think it's, it's more an individual player and how you play around your skill sets. All right. So, um, Soccer is the most popular sport in the world. There's been numerous statistics that y- y- there's no denying it. It is worldwide the most watched, most, <coughs> most, most, most viewed sport. Why do you two love it so much? What what is it? What is it about the sport? I just don't like wearing a lot of equipment to play other sports. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, all you need shin guards and a pair of boots, and then you're on the field and playing. Like for me, it's just so freeing. To, just be outside and like playing with your friends you know so the low tech aspect right 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 so i mean like boots could get pretty expensive but you know i i don't have to be huddled in like you know hockey pads or like lacrosse padding or well, you, you padding. love hockey i i love <laughs> hockey but i don't i don't play it for like an actual competitive sport okay so i i think that's, that's and it's funny you mention that because a lot of the popularity of soccer comes from the fact that it is exciting it's got like scoring and whatnot but it's also cheaper. A yeah. lot of a lot of not so not so like high end countries can play the sport because right. it's so accessible. Right, right. People in poverty they can't afford to you know inflate their soccer ball, so they stuff their soccer ball with rags and then they play. Wow, I never knew friends. that actually. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of the impoverished po- countries usually do that when they play on dirt and stuff. They just set up a. Um, a rectangular rectangular goal with sticks, and they stuff their soccer ball with rags, and they go uh, go to town. Wow, really cool! <laughs> How about you? Um, I love it. I I grew. I started playing it like from when I was young, so I kind of just had this nostalgic factor about um this kind of loving soccer. But at the same time, um, I think it was around the beginning of high school. A lot of my friends who don't play soccer um started to kind of fall in love with the game as well because they were noticing how much passion. Um, goes into it like from a global standpoint because they started following soccer in England and started playing like I think the video game FIFA is actually having a surprisingly positive impact on non-soccer players starting to love the game because they can get a taste for like the major club teams in England and the and just like how big fan and how big fan bases are and how much actually goes into the sport on on an international level 
So that helped me like enjoy the game more because I could, could share with people that um, I really enjoy. And kind of going off of what Joe said, that it's really like low maintenance is that anybody can play it. I have friends that I play. I just like, I'll play pickup like when I'm home um, over, over the winter or over the summer. When I'm home, we'll just go, I'll just send a text out and be like, hey, anyone want to play soccer today? And I'll get like eight or nine responses back. We'll go play pickup. And half those guys have never kicked have never kicked a soccer ball at, at an organized practice or an organized game in any way, but they're still having fun because they can at least do something on the field and they are capable enough to handle it. It's hard. Soccer is a very, soccer is a very simple sport. Players complicate it and it's really easy to pick up the basics. It's very hard to be good at though, which is like every sport, I guess. <laughs> well said. Well said. So now you <coughs> mentioned the game FIFA growing the popularity of it. So why do Americans, do you think, why do you guys think that Americans don't find it as exciting as the rest of the world? Because that's another another fact that's out there. It's growing in popularity in the United States, especially with the emergence of the U.S. women's national team being so dominant in the recent century. But what, 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 why do, what do you think it doesn't have that Americans enjoy that maybe they see in football or basketball? And what do you think it does have that they should be looking for? Um, I think, um, like just from, I don't know, I just, I, I, I'm a soccer fan, so obviously I'm, I'm going to be biased towards soccer, but I but think... But I'm sure you have friends that aren't soccer fans. Oh, yes, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, other sports. I think it's the fact that soccer can be low scoring at times, like there's plenty of games that end 1-0, nil, 0-0, nil, nil, like, the game can be very low scoring at times, and I guess what our, like, what, what American side is used to is, like, big output, so, like, they love the fact that football games can end 24 like 21 and like that's like that's like an averagely scoring game. I always find that interesting because you would think it's a lot of scoring based on 24 21 yeah, but, it's not but if you really look at it it's like say a field goal is worth half a point and a touchdowns worth one point yeah it's, it's like, one and a half yeah. to three or three and a half to three exactly that score so it, it, it creates the illusion I also think this like the hard hits are also a, um, a bigger a big draw to um to American football but at the same and the same the same with basketball it's it's high um it's high intensity and high volume of like just not entertainment, but stuff being in your face. Like there's always something going on. And it's the same thing with soccer, but it's just can be a little more subtle at times. Okay. What do you think? Um, so, <coughs> a soccer game is 90 minutes long. So two 45 minute halves and you have a lot of distance to cover. I know the professionals, they cover probably at least like, you know, seven to 10 miles a game and you're only on the ball for maybe 45 seconds during the entire game. So it's a physically demanding sport, but it's not intense. For the most part, it's pretty low intensity unless you get in and around the opposing goal and then it's it's like a switch and you just, it's yeah. so quick that you might not even see it and then the players see it and next thing you know, like they score or something like that. So like Austin was saying, it's not as exciting to Americans because Americans are so used to something always going on you know like i mean they're not really used to the subtleties of the game yeah correct so my dad actually has a theory that it's the reason it's not as popular in the united states is that you can't jam a bunch of commercials into a game that i i could could definitely see that too (laughs) because in football you got stoppages for an incomplete pass you got stoppages for the (laughs) two minute warning so that's just money 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 with the advertisements and in soccer it's 90 minutes and you have one stop at Jeff Forty Five. Right. So that do you think that how much do you think that? Oh has? yeah, um, the, the the commercialism of soccer, like when it's on TV, 
is is definitely is definitely much less from just from like a commercial standpoint. <laughs> Most of the commercials are like signs. Oh on, yeah, yeah. On the signs on the field. side, and like maybe if you're lucky, they'll like do like a two screen thing where like the games on the other side, there'll be like a little sponsor on the right. <laughs> like, but it, yeah, it's it's nowhere close. Like for the world for the World Cup, like that you have millions upon millions of more people watching that game. But I guarantee you, the advertising money is going to be so much less than it is, say, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where those those commercials are just are through the roof. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Give you guys some trivia. It's about yeah, you guys, yeah. and it's also about soccer in general. And you said you're a soccer Christ. fan, so I'm expecting a lot from you. Honestly. Uh... All right. So <coughs> you guys currently are on a 14 unbeaten streak. 14 game unbeaten streak. What season was the previous unbeaten streak from, and how many games was it? Was it 2009? I'd say 2009, yeah. And was it 10? I think it was 11. So it was 2015, and it was 10. So you, you got one right. Okay. So then it was eight, you guys were 8 0 and 2. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, was the, that was the last time they made the national tournament. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, this is a good one. Who was the most recent D3 player? Because you guys are both D3 guys. To start in the MLS. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> really? Because he's I, a. I think he's a defender. Is he on the um, Union? He he played for the Union. That was that was the next. Oh, I have no question. idea. I, <laughs> I still have no I think idea. He's a defender. Richie Marquez. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're not gonna know this part. Then. I was gonna ask where did he go to school, but no idea. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> University of Redlands in California. Never heard of it. Yeah, he was a four-time <laughs> All-American. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is this one. I think you'll get. Which American player scored a notable hat trick hat trick in his league this weekend? Christian Pulisic. <laughs> okay. Pulisic. Come on, that was easy. It's a uh, lob. Just don't <laughs> dunk that one. All right. So now, what milestone did Cristiano Ronaldo just reach? Seven hundred goals, right? Yep. Oh man, he's not even giving you a chance. I know. I know. Not even giving what? you a chance. All right, now, which country has the most World Cups? I think I'm going go, to have to go with Brazil. Okay, do you know how many? Five. Yep. All right, so Joe got one, too. <laughs> All right, so now let's see. Uh, do you guys know who the four remaining teams in the MLS playoffs are? It's Atlanta United, um, Seattle. Yep. LAFC. Got Toronto three of the FC. four. Toronto? Toronto FC. All right, yeah. so he made it. Combined yeah. effort. Because I know that because I'm an NYCFC fan. Oh, the NYCFC. <laughs> All right, and one more. Uh, who is the current top goal scorer in the Premier English Premier League? And how many goals does he have? Is, is it? It's not Pookie, right? The guy in Norwich? No. He's, he's not there anymore? No. I think I'm going to have to go with um, Aguero. Nope. Oh my god, Davey Vardy? Yep. <laughs> really? This yep. guy had tricked this past week. Okay, yeah, you're right. Him up. What was he at, like nine? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Man, you guys are good. All right, well, that'll do it, I think, for trivia at the moment. Um, <coughs> now we got a couple more questions. And up to this point in this, I think you, this, these are pretty easy. Up to this point <laughs> in the season, what has been the most exciting part? Not losing. Yeah. Not losing. <laughs> well, it, for me, um, a lot of a lot of the guys um, in my in my class, there's a lot of te- there were there were a few teams that like we personally had never beaten like as a class. Like Williams is one of those teams. Onyanta was one of those teams. RIT, which was really bothered us because we felt that we were the quality team and a better team. A lot of the times we played that we just could never 
um, get a pull of one out from from our mattress from them. But like, well, you pulled we one went out. From yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, which is which is fantastic. Not not a bad senior day. But um, we, at the beginning of the season, we we kind of jokingly made a, like a, a a checklist of all the teams we need. Like we needed to beat like for just for our personal just like satisfaction. And we, we knocked off Oneonta. We knocked off Williams. We knocked off RIT. And I don't think there's a team that like I have played that I regularly play in my time here at RPI that I at least haven't don't have one win against. So like that's really it was really a nice satisfying thing. Like after we beat RIT, I just look at the branch. I just go check. <laughs> it was it was it was like it was just a really nice feeling that like we have beaten everybody that um, uh, we've come up against like on a regular basis. Okay, so how about you? You so you said not losing, <coughs> but was there any specific game that really like? Triggered it for you, like this team is special. I think there was a couple games, especially against Oneonta. Oneonta was a, a great one because they're always a tough out. You know, they're always ranked. They always got good players, and I know some guys that play on the team, and they're really good <laughs> players. So, I mean, we we got some luck, and we grinded out a win, and I think that was one of the you know a milestone of oh, the yeah. season that kind of just like we were, if we could beat these guys, we could beat anyone in the country. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So now, have you now that you guys are you ranked definitely fourth now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, fourth in the country. Um, have you guys started to notice more fans coming to the games at, at recently? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, for, for senior day um, this year, I, it was the biggest crowd that I've I've seen at home. I think in my in my time here, which was really really cool. Yeah. And we and we and we milked that at the end. We milk we milked that crowd at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like after after every game, like um, at home, we'll we'll line up on like in front of our bench and like do a little jog across. And we get across, we'll like we'll give a little round of applause for all the fans that come out. So like when, when we did that, it was, it was just like a really satisfying thing to just like stand there and have like a lot of people just be like, yeah, woo, you did it. <laughs> cool. So more fans come to the games, and I believe you guys might have a chance at getting some home field advantage for the playoffs. So. Do you see? Do you see that? Seeing maybe advertisements going on for you guys? Because what do you what do you think of that? I mean, I'm gonna be advertising the games. If you want to check my Instagram story, yeah. you're, more, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I advertise every game. I think like that contributes to all the fans coming. If we put it out there more often, people are gonna see like, oh, we start winning. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's fun to come to the games. Yeah, you know, so. people like to watch winners. Exactly. Yeah, did yeah. You, um, did you notice when when um, I think it was Pi Fi? They had their um, their powder their powder puff charity game. Yeah. After our practice, when when, when coach kind of like told him like give us like ten minutes to like let us finish practice while like we're out there playing, he's like talking to like all the the, the sorority and, and the fraternity guys that are in the stands waiting for us to be done. He's like these guys are ninth in the country right now. They're playing really well. They have a game on Wednesday. You guys should come out and support. And he's like, he's just, he's just like hyping us up, which I thought was really, really funny to students he's never met before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you mentioned the fans like kind of coming out and more. So a couple of kids on my team, we we always try to go to at least one side. We there, there's a kid on the track team, Ben Hertel, who's just a huge. He actually gave me a lot of the trivia for oh, nice. today. He's a huge <laughs> soccer fan, and so we always try to go to at least one or two soccer games. When we went to the Williams game. I, I think couple years ago mm-hmm. and there was one kid on the team that was just absolutely getting livid at at guys on the Williams team I think there's a kid named Andrew on the Williams oh, team oh Andrew Gondek might have been on the Williams team on the Williams team oh he's on the and Williams he was just team. really like trash like do you guys hear that at all are you so oh, intense oh no I, I hear I hear the fans chirping all all the time okay yeah. it was um, gr- growing up my mom well, my mom has a very dis- dis- distinctive laugh and just and when she when she not yells but Yell support, I guess I would say. I mean, it's very, very um, noticeable. So, 
I've always had kind of had like an ear like towards the crowd because I grew up hearing somebody on the, <laughs> on the sideline and I couldn't escape it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Well, good to know. I'll let them know to keep just going at it. Um, now, on a team with some really good freshman players, some really good first-year players, how do you guys as upperclassmen and as captains sort of mentor them and and then also just let them bring that young energy to the team and let them let them go when they need to, but also reel them in when they might get a little too hectic? Or do they not get hectic? Are they that good? Um, I think their egos get a little big sometimes because they don't know how it feels to lose to some of these teams. <laughs> So they're just like, well, we keep winning. We're so good. Like, no one could beat us. But they've only been here for one year. And only a handful of them play and, like, contribute. And then the rest are kind of just, you know, back in this. Because it's hard for a freshman to get onto the field. But, you know, Josh is scoring so many goals. But, you know, he's is getting late in the season. And he's kind of – everyone's getting kind of hurt, getting banged up, you know. So you get kind of tired just mentally. And, team, and, and teams are picking up on him. Team, teams are keen in on him. This, I think this this past weekend, they um, Clarkson, I, I heard, I'm not, I'm not 100% positive, they moved their center back, their starting center back, out to the to the, to the, to the width to, def, to, so, to specifically defend Josh. Which is which is credit to Josh because it means teams that are, are respecting him and respecting his, um, his goal-scoring ability. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true because I just, I got a little tidbit from Perry Les, Perry Lascaris last night during the hockey game, and he said it was the first game that Josh did not risk record mm-hmm. a, a point. It was it was the first game we've we've been shut out this year. Right. It was wow. the first time we didn't score a goal, mm-hmm. which is which is well, we also didn't give up a goal, so yeah, not bad. What what do you think that was? <laughs> you guys have been pretty high scoring this year. What what is there anything different that's going on this year? Is it this? Is there a new system in place, or is it just guys getting after the ball and finishing their shots that maybe they hadn't in the past? I, I, our our finishing ability has gone up. We did, we have a lot of weapons. Um, the, obviously the the addition of Josh and Eric is really really hard to ignore because they've been so productive on the offensive end. Um, but I just think as as a group like. Our offensive ability has is really really high um, in comparison to all the years that I've been here. Cool. So now Clarkson probably was your just based on recent how you guys have been playing. Clarkson is probably your toughest opponent. Or would you say that earlier in the season there was somebody else? Uh, early early in this Clarkson. Don't get me wrong. Clarkson Clarkson was a, was a fine team. They um they defended well. They got guys behind the ball and they they, they we tied them. We, we tied them and, and they they played a good game. But I would not say that they were the best team. We we had we in my opinion we had an off day. We we started the game really really flat. First half was was really not our not our best performance. But um, it's inter- it's interesting. We we've like kind of risen to a lot of the good teams that we've played this year. Like Oneonta was one of the best games of soccer that we've played in a long time. Um, Williams we played really really well. Keene State even though they were banged up, they're still a quality team. I think they're ranked either in the region or. Um, I don't think they're ranked nationally yet, but they're still a good team. We came out and played really, really well against them in the first half. So, while I think Clarkson was a quality team, I think their game plan, and this is a credit, the credit to their coach, their game plan was really, really well done to kind of just disrupt what we did or what okay. we do. So maybe you have to change it up a little <coughs> next time you guys see them. Maybe. Um, I, wouldn't, I don't think I would mind seeing them in the postseason. Just... Um, Give them a taste of our um, of, of what we can really do. Hopefully, um, 
in, in Fortress Ecav. Right, right, right oh, Fortress Ecav. <laughs> You've adopted that. Adopted yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no yeah. one leaves Fortress Ecav with a point, so. Nope. Cool. Especially, especially this year. Exactly. So, now, I think last question. Um, as seniors, obviously, you guys have had a lot, or as a senior, you're a junior, correct? Yeah. You guys have had a lot of moments, three or four years. What has been your favorite moment not on the soccer field? Like either a bus ride or something funny that happened when you guys were do- doing a training camp together. Oh, um, you can you can take a moment to think. There's uh, numerous. Oh no, no, I, I I don't mind right off the bat. Every three years, this um, our team here takes a ten day trip to uh, at least we have gone to Costa Rica in the past. You know, the team every team can decide where they want to go. Um, but the summer between my freshman year and my sophomore year, the team took a trip to Costa Rica. We played four we played four games down there. Um, practiced, I believe, once or twice a day, and it was just what it was. It was the best vacation I've ever been on, and, it, and it's the best experience I've uh, I've had um, with this team. What teams did you far. play? Was it like um, teams it was, from Costa Rica? Yeah, they, they were they were oh, all wow. Costa Rican teams. Um, the first three they were supposed to play like their reserve teams, so like not their not their um, starting players, not even their bench players. It was like their their younger guys, like <laughs> similar to our similar to our age, or like probably like. 18 to 24 um they're like trying to break in to um <clears throat> the starting team okay so so they're very good but like we could play with them okay. so every game every game was competitive and then our um, our fourth game of the of the week of the um, trip at the very end everyone's tired everyone's like uh, everyone's having a great time and just wants to relax on the beach because this is this is when we uh, made it across the country to the um to the beach and it was gorgeous there um but we had beaten this team the last trip we had gone there we had beaten their reserves and they remember that they're um and the, 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 like like I said, the international soccer community is very passionate, and they didn't take it. They they weren't disrespected. They were angry that a bunch of American college kids came in and beat their reserves. <laughs> so they took they took it as a little bit of a um of an insult, I think, to their to their club, and they started, I believe, I think eight or nine of their professional like starting guys, and they got our <laughs> we got our asses kicked. Like, wow, that's say, cool though. I you guys play seven or eight, nothing against some pro guys. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was really cool. And they were they were um, they were quality players. There's there's a reason that they're professionals. But yeah, I, I was. Do you know what league any of them are playing in now? Like, um, can, can you say, oh, I played against this guy? I don't know. I, I don't know the leagues there. I'm assuming they're they're all staying still in the Costa Rican leagues. Like we played. Um, I know I, I know one team was called Alajuela. Um, I actually have a jersey from there. I picked one. I picked one up when I was down there. Um, I forget the, the, the names of the teams, but. Um, that was by that, okay. that was by far my favorite kind of just collection of moments. That's funny. That's cool. How about you? Um, well, I, I didn't get to go on that trip yet. I'm actually going this upcoming summer. Okay. So I can't say that, but you know, I think every day brings something exciting. You know, we <coughs> live in the soccer house. Like the seniors live right next to us, and all oh, you guys all live near each other. We live right next really to each cool. other on 15th. So okay. I mean. They'll come over and hang out, and we'll just every every day is like a while. Like no adventure. Exactly. I look forward to waking up every day and hang out with my friends. You know, it's a it's a great time. I love so being here. You're so cool. No, I swear, <laughs> it's so much fun. You know, you have good banter with people. You know, get people shit for everything. So I mean, it's all fun stuff. So I think just being here is like my favorite my favorite moment. Ah. See, we do love RPI. We do love RPI well, sometimes when we're not well. drowning at work or stuff like that, but. Yeah, let's do that. All right, well, I think that'll about do it. Joe, Austin, thank you. Thanks and thanks us. to my yeah, producer, Vincent Vindo Petrino, for helping us record this. And we'll send it out soon. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Of course.